And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. This is the Sports Cave. This Ciao. is your, your co-host Robbie Long, my co-host Zach Ronan. Zachary, we did uh we did a Wednesday episode last week. So uh why don't you tell us about Thursday night's game that uh you absolutely dreaded? Wow. Um so Basically, folks, um, I spent, um, we're going to say pretty much a mortgage payment on Toronto Maple Leaf hockey games this week. I went to all three of the home games at Scotiabank Arena this week. I tell you, love that, love the Leafs, love Scotiabank Arena, but they got to fucking figure it out with these, with these beer prices and all this bullshit because 25 bucks for a king can of, for one beer, in my opinion, is is a bit ridiculous, but nonetheless, Thursday night uh, for two periods, Robbie, I was pretty miserable. Okay, yeah. I was plastered, however, so I was still having a good time. But Leafs were down five nothing going into the third period when uh, I got a little text message from one of my buddies that was sitting down in the lower bowl section. Right, uh, I don't know how like the what they call the um, the like level of seating. At like the arenas near you, but platinum is the um, those are the first like eight rows close to the glass, and then gold is right after. Well, the guy said that hey, we're sitting in golds right now. The entire row just fucking left uh, after the, the second period when it was five nothing. First of all, that's what I'm going to say next, folks, is why you never leave a sports game early like that. Oh, I mean, unless it's maybe ten nothing or something, you probably are safe to go. But least. Start the third period, 5 nothing. They score five unanswered goals in the third period to tie the game up. And I just got so lucky enough that I fucking was able to sit about 10 rows behind the net, the Columbus Blue Jackets net, and got to see all five Leaf goals from very close. Robbie, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. That is arguably... The craziest I have ever gone in a sporting event in my entire life. Oh, yeah? I, I I know it was just a season game. doesn't have anything to do with that, but... I mean, that was fucking insane. And then, of course, in typical Leaf fashion, they lose in overtime. Yep. And then Saturday night, I went to the game as well uh, when they Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins came into town, and that was a thrashing. 7 nothing Toronto over Pittsburgh. Uh, obviously uh, another big one too. Martin Jones, our third goalie, gets his first shutout with the team. I was very happy to see that. That's our second of the year. Not mistaken, correct? That's the second of the season for the Leafs. Honestly, pro- probably. I don't think we had too many shutouts this year. Sam- well, actually, I saw I saw two shutouts this week. Samson, I've had one last Saturday, and Jones had one this Saturday or the Saturday that just passed. But anyways, guys, that it was a hell, hell of a week, hell of a sports week. I think I'm done with Leaf games now for about six years because uh, that set me back financially a little bit. But I tell myself, folks, especially during Christmas time, you only live once. All right, you're going to get more money. If you want to treat yourself, treat yourself. Now's the season to do it. Spend some cash on you if you can do it. I'm lucky enough to be living at home with mama and papa and don't have too many bills. So, but guys, we have a lot of sports to talk about today, Robbie. We are... Hell, we have a full plate. Yes, and uh, just a, a reminder, plate. everybody that's listening today, for obvious reasons, next Monday, there will be no show. We yes. will not be moving it to Tuesday because it is Boxing Day, so the next time you hear us will be this upcoming Thursday and then the following Thursday. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got the because it's a uh, it's the season time, folks. The fact that we're doing a Thursday episode for you guys during the holidays, and w- you guys should be happy. And we only do it because we love doing this for you, fellas. You're all right, goddamn right. You're goddamn right. Um, but Robert, Robert, Robert. And why don't we dive into everybody some in the chat? How rude! Oh yeah, shit balls. Haven't you? Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ploof. Hello, Steve. Hello, Dad. Ploof, uh, you edge to the sports cave. I edge to your Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got some NFL football to talk about here, though, Robbie. I think um, I think we start off hot and heavy. We start off with a Thursday night absolute demolishing, butt fucking murder job, and ended up being the last straw for Brandon Staley. L.A. Chargers. I don't even have the score in front of me, Robbie, because you know I'm a rookie. 63-21. for the Chargers. At one point, or for the Raiders, rather. Chargers lose another one. At one point, I believe it was 42-0 yeah. for, the, for the Raiders, which is just ridiculous. Um, and finally, me and Robbie have been waiting for this to happen. It I've been calling for this playoff. for nearly two years now. Who's doing it? It's got to be Ryan. It is Ryan, Ryan we fucking love you. Ryan, you dirty bastard. dog, you. I swear to God, I'm gonna give you. I feel like you know what, Robbie. Sometimes when I listen to this podcast when I'm at work, I hear that noise dinging in it. And like, if you're just a um a guy just listening to the podcast, you don't know what that is. We are recording this. We're doing this live on. See that sound right there? Thanks, Dad. So that sound right there. Those are our our lovely, our lovely supporters sending us some bits, which in turn turns into a little bit of cash for us. So. We got some good fans here, Robbie. Um, but yes, Brandon Staley. Goodbye. See you later. How you doing? Peace. I've been calling this for fucking two years, dude. I mean, he cost him a playoff position when he liked it to not go for field goals throughout multiple portions of the game, which was Herbert's first year. Last year, they blow one of the biggest leads in NFL playoff history to the Jacksonville Jaguars to get eliminated. And this year, there was no fight. And you know what? You know what? Let's listen to the clip, Zachary. They had the audacity and good, good for Amazon Prime. To interview Brandon Staley when they were down 42 to nothing at half. And here you go, just in case you haven't heard it. Ben Hunt, let's go to Kaylee. Brandon, how do you describe the performance of your team in the first half? This wasn't good enough. That wasn't us out there. You know, did not come ready to play. Wasn't good enough. You know, second half, we got to fight for pride. But uh, it's a good group. We got to regroup at halftime. Come on, try to play a better second half. Thank you, Coach. Piss off. First of all, I actually I actually don't know if I give him some credit or think he's an absolute fucking idiot for can you not turn those interviews down? Like I feel like if you're down four to two nothing, I'd probably be more focused on going to the room and going, What the fuck are you guys doing out there? Yeah, if they came up to me, why don't you just go and say, We sucked. We gotta show that we have some heart. Just li- even at that, you know. Yeah, it just and wasn't then, good and enough. Then, and then I he tried pretty... he tried defending his job. By saying teams, you know, they sometimes it goes down like that, but they bounce back the next week. A lot of good coaches is what happens. No, 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 no. A lot of good coaches that have the roster constructed that you had on paper from week one win games well over 500. You are basically eliminated. And I told you, Zach, when I say that word, um, please hold eliminated from the playoffs. Robbie was really you excited have no right. that, guys. I'm, he was hard as a rock to get that one out for you. Hey, uh, Brandon Staley. Hey, pal. You just blowing from stupid town? 
You really think that you're going to be able to maintain your job after that piss poor performance by your team? I don't give a shit if it was Easton Stick. I don't give a fuck who it was at quarterback. All right. You have Austin Eckler. If I'm, you have Gerald Everett. You have Josh Palmer. You have Khalil Mack on defense. You have Derwin James on defense. Well, and also, if you look at it this way too, how bad does that defense look now after the Vikings held them to zero points a week before, and they come in and drop. 63 on your ass. Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense to me. I had an audio clip I um, thought of uh I thought I had an audio clip of him saying some fucking stupid shit. Fuck. I guess I don't. Maybe they took the video down on Twitter. Yeah, Brandon Staley probably stupid. paid for that thing to get put taken down. Oh, uh, you know what it was? No. It 100% got taken down because it was him arguing about, don't be coming up to me asking me if I'm going to call defensive plays. Of course I'm going to call the plays. And I'm never going to stop calling the plays. Ugh. Marky, welcome, brother. Hi, Mark. Marcuzio. Are you uh, are you searching for it, Robbie? I- I'm trying to right now. Um, okay, well, while you're doing that, should I go over this uh, first game on our Saturday slate? Yeah, you might as well. I'm going to find this video eventually. All right, Robbie's taking a peek here, boys and girls. Next game on the list, Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals against Nick Mullins and the Minnesota Vikings. Jake Browning moves to 3-0 now as the starting quarterback for the Bengals this season. They take him down 27-24 in overtime. Uh, Vikings had this one in the bag. Costly mistakes late in the game. Sent this game to overtime where the Bengals offense took over and got the job done. Uh, Jake Browning, I I mean, I I guess if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you got to be Pretty ecstatic from what you've been seeing from this guy so far. Yeah, he's 3-0, and, it, and the Vikings cut him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great thing, too. You should have... Oh, fuck. You, yeah, that, you got to find that clip. You should have fucked... Well, first, I got the Brandon Staley. Yeah. Should I play it? Okay. Here yep, play it now. So, you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Well, no problem, Staley. You might be able to call the defenses, but probably in the XFL because you fucking suck, you loser. Yeah, yeah, not very good, um, uh, but uh, pretty good. Can I ask Actually, you, son, Zach? Honestly, can I ask you, son? What's more embarrassing, the, the Chargers giving up 63 points to a shitty, shitty Raiders team with the rookie quarterback, or the Broncos in week two or week three giving up 70 to high-powered Miami offense? Uh, definitely 100% the Chargers. Oh, my God, dude. I got, I got the... Um, Jake Browning here. Here we go. Yeah. Now that's a fired up man right there. And that's a man that deserves a big W. Uh, He finished off the game with 324 yards, throwing two throwing touchdowns, one interception to Nick Mullins, 303 yards in the air, two touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, Mullins looked really good in the first drive. And outside of that. I was going to say, yeah, but he, he made a few just ridiculous mistakes. Yeah. That honestly, but you cut a few of those out, man. That was a would have been a fantastic game for him. So, yeah. Um, but Bengals get the job done in Cincinnati. Uh, their playoff hopes very, very much alive. Absolutely. Um, you know what, Zach? We, we really did count out the Bengals as soon as Joe yeah. Burrow went down. Well, but Jake, I don't Browning think anyone is... thought Jake Browning was going to look like this. No, and, and to be fair, if we're going to be completely honest here. We really got to take in consideration how many starting quarterbacks aren't playing probably for the rest of the season, how Browning's taking advantage against these shitty teams. Yep. 
Yeah, this has been a uh, one of the more injury riddled seasons I've ever seen in the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess while we're talking about injuries, literally this next game on our list, Robbie, both starting quarterbacks injured. Next game on the Saturday list, Pittsburgh Steelers drop a pretty important game for them in the playoff standings to the Indianapolis Colts who get the W 30 to 13 big win for the Colts puts them in seventh place. Now last place on the wild card uh, Gardner Minshew against Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I, I, at this point, Robbie, why they haven't guide to uh, what the hell is it? Rudolph. Is that his name? Mason Rudolph. And it's been confirmed as of today that it will be Mason Rudolph. Heading well, into week thank 16. God because Mitch Trubisky, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm. I think I'm about as good as Mr. Bisky as a quarterback. I agree. And I've. I've never played quarterback a day in my life. Yeah, me neither. Um, Bob also did bring up that fucking, uh, good point there by Bob in the comments. Um, the cheap shot on Michael Pittman Jr. He does did say that he is fine. Uh, if you guys didn't see it, Michael Pittman Jr. was it looked like he was diving for a few extra yards. Uh, clearly going to hit the ground. And if you're the defender, all you got to kind of do is, you know, let him hit the ground, jump on top of him, sort of thing, touch him down. Well, instead, the defender of the uh, Steelers decided to dive at him head first and basically fold him where his fucking toes touched the back of his head. Your discretion is advised? Yeah. All right, here we go. This this is nasty. Survey for Pittman. Ah! There's flags all over the place with the hit by Casey. Oh. Survey for Pittman. Oh, God! Oof. Very, very dirty hit. I mean, that is, uh, unfortunately, it's football's, if football's a contact sport, you know, the day it's, it's, it's decisions that have to be done in the split second. Like, I'm sure the guy obviously didn't mean to fucking murder the guy, but it's, uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good look right there. Guess what? Um, now, uh, Jimmy, in case you got fancy football, listen up, people, in case you got fancy football. All right, Geno Smith is active. Geno Smith is active. Now, here's what I want to bring up, Zach. Um, it was a dirty hit, obviously. Like yeah. you said, the game's at a split second. His intentions clearly weren't to decapitate Michael Pittman. Uh, the NFL is elected to suspend him for the rest of the season without pay. And I'm going to read you what Tom Brady put um, as one of the comments. And J.J. Watt yep. game, uh, like, thank you. He goes, quote from Tom Brady, the GOAT. Nobody likes seeing players get hurt, but hard hits happen. QB should not be throwing the ball in areas where they are exposing their own teammates to these type of hits. Coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right place, and defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put the blame on this defensive player all the time is just flat out wrong. Need better quarterback play. It's not okay, quarterbacks, to get your wide receivers hit because of your bad decisions. Yeah, it's honestly it's it, it's very true, and even what Rudy said in the comments there is like, what is he supposed to do? To be honest, when you watch the play in full speed like that, I mean, he, I, it he's he's trying to make a play, like he's not trying to kill the guy. And I I totally agree with Brady right there. If if Minshew puts that into his hands, it doesn't make him have to dive into it like that. It's not going to be near as bad of a play. It's a bit of an overthrown ball. He has to end up making that nose dive into it, and it, I mean, avoided the worst case scenario, but. Took a very scary hit in the meantime. Yeah, you know, the NFL is really starting to take it away. Like, Tom Brady put it perfectly. He never wanted to throw the ball down the field because you had people like Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher and Ronnie Lott right there in the middle of the field. And if you watch some of these videos, 
you can literally see where he's throwing it to the safest areas for the wide receivers so they don't get clobbered. Gardner Minshew there lobbed it. Pittman made a great play, nearly, and the guy, he made a mistake. He decapitated him, and unfortunately, it happens. But I'm going to tell you this, Zachary. What about earlier on the season when someone leveled Devontae Adams clean as day, and he leveled the fuck out of him and knocked the wind out of him, and the flag gets thrown because the hit was too aggressive? What are we doing? What are we doing? When I'm growing up watching football, that's how you made sure that wide receivers didn't catch the football. They put a great example as well of we see so many one-step slant routes that weren't allowed back then because the corners ain't gonna let it happen, and now they have to, or else it's a flag. Yeah, yeah. The game is the game is definitely changing. And as um, shitty as the not officiating for the good. and as shitty as the officiating has been this year, at the same point. How can you blame the referees when the NFL is making a rule change every fucking year? There's a different rule change every fucking year. How's it easy for these guys to keep up that have been officiating the game for 25 plus years and it keeps changing over and over and over? We're all for player safety. But you have to prepare yourself. You can be flashy all you want. But if you if this was yeah. the early two thousands, mid two thousands, and you're trying to be flashy on Ray Lewis, get you're ready, fucking boy. Done. Just and, add, uh, Rudy just add a good Chad point Johnson. Too. Uh, another one of the big rules are they're, they're really fucking up is some of these rough in the passer calls too are are just honestly unfucking believable. I get not having QBs hurt, but some rough in the passers are laughable and inconsistent. Rudy, you're absolutely correct. 1,000% correct. And if you notice, it's always the Golden Boys. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's one. Jalen Hurts. Josh. And Josh Allen's the one that pisses me off the most. Oh, because Josh, Josh Allen, Allen fucking flopping flops. You, you, think, you think LeBron flops. Josh Allen flops. Josh Allen flops harder than fucking Joel Embiid. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, Robbie, why don't we move on to the last game on the Saturday slate the Detroit Lions, Rudy, open up those ears, my boy. The Detroit Lions get back into winning form and look like the Detroit Lions team that we saw as a triumphant squad in is. the first half of this season. 42 for the Lions, 17 for the Broncos. Um, this game was just all Lions. I mean, I actually didn't get to watch too much of this game because I was at the Maple Leaf game. Excuse me. But good game for Goff, good game for Gibbs. Uh, that's a tough loss for the Broncos. Uh, but the Detroit Lions, I think they needed that one. I told you, Zach. Five. It was a whole different game plan. I mean, these guys look yeah. completely different. And it took a while, but they figured it the fuck out as they killed the Broncos 42-17. You could see Sean Payton once again screaming at Russell Wilson on the sidelines. He was later asked what the comments were, and his response was perfect. What I tell Russ is an your concern, as it should be. Um, yeah, I believe the Broncos have now lost two straight. If I'm not mistaken, no, one straight. It is they. Just one. Um, they did. Beat they the won. I, 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 I missed on the Chargers or Chargers. Yeah, so they lost two out of their last three. Meanwhile, before that, they won six out of their last seven. And yeah, so the rest of the way here, they have they have a very favorable matchup. They got the Patriots in Denver, then they have the Chargers, and then they go to Vegas. So chances of making the playoffs are still there for the Denver Broncos. I see them. I see them getting in over the uh, over the Colts. Um, 
Robbie, the next game on our list is the first one on the Sunday slate. Uh, it features your New England Patriots. Uh, they drop a actually pretty close game. I think a lot closer than we had anticipated it to be. 27 for the Chiefs, 17 for the Patriots. Um, Travis Kelsey did not look like Travis Kelsey in that game, Robbie. You know what? We might see him declining a little bit. Either he's dealing I, with a significant injury, which I would believe because he's the only threat for Kansas City. I have a, I think I have a, I have a, I think I have a reason for it. Okay. He used to get some beautiful, bodacious, light-skinned pussy from that beautiful ex-girlfriend of his, and now he's getting some Wonder Bread clam from Taylor Swift, and he just don't have the same juices flowing through his blood system. There's no way Taylor Swift can suck a dick as good as that ex-girlfriend of his could. There's no way Taylor Swift can ride a dick as good as ex-girlfriend could. And I think, I think, I think Travis Kelsey needs that. That's what she said. That's a fair analogy. Clip it. (laughs) That's going to be our TikTok tomorrow. Kaylee says she was very beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, Kaylee, my very virgin (laughs) ears. Um, but Robbie, uh, I think I, I, we were that's in the party not TJ. Hi, game. Travis. You're not TJ. <laughs> we were uh, in an Xbox party where this game was going on, and uh, I, I, I know at, at first when the Patriots first quarter, first half of this game, they were looking pretty good. Like this game could have gone either way, and you were actually getting a little bit nervous because uh, I think at this point we, we both agreed losses are definitely going to be uh, of the necessity for the New England Patriots, especially with Carolina getting the W this week. That just opens up that little bit more of a slight possibility of you guys snagging that first overall pick. But in the end, Robbie, you should be a happy boy. You guys kept it to a pretty decent score. You didn't get blown out, but you still got your loss. Is it crazy enough for me to say what I'm about to say here? Well, I won't know until you say what you're going to say. I don't know if I want the Patriots to draft Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix, whoever. I'm starting to believe a little bit in Bailey Zappi. I told you, Zach. I think Mac Jones is a good quarterback mine with a shitty arm. His arm is trash. It's terrible. But I'll tell you what. Zappi's been making the right reads. He's been throwing the ball well. He's been scramming the pocket effectively. He, I think he set his uh, FBS school record for most passing yards in a season in college, this guy could sling the rock. And don't even, don't give me that because you know what? We're seeing Tommy DeVito do what he's doing. Russell Wilson wasn't a first-round pick, and he's killing it. Dak Prescott's in that first-round pick, and he's killing it. Brock Purdy's Mr. Relevant. He's, he's favored to win the MVP award right now. So why can't Bailey Zappi be better than Mac Jones? What if you do bring in a Marvin Well, Harrison no, Jr.? he's definitely better than Mac Jones, but I'm just saying I, – I, I, just for what they're saying about how heavy of a quarterback draft this is, I think if you guys got the chance, you got to – you got to go for it. I disagree. The Patriots haven't had a good wide receiver since Edelman. If we're going to be Kendrick Bourne was having a good year and Tory Torres ACL. Travis brings up a good point. Why not bring in a Marvin Harrison if Kirk is available, if Kyler Murray's available? They're probably going to, you know how, well, it depends if Belichick's there. Jimmy Garoppolo will probably be available. But why not just yeah. give this zappy kid a shot? But then well, I again, guess he hasn't, uh, here's what he hasn't looked through. terrible. Here's what we're going through as well. If Belichick is gone, we're starting over again. It's a brand new regime. It's all new. I don't know if it's going to be Gerard Mayo. 
I don't know if it's going to be Mike Vrabel. Hell, it could probably be a special teams coordinator. Please, for the love of God, now that I said that, I swear to fucking God, Robert Kraft, you old geriatric fuck, if you let Joe Judge become the head coach of that team, I'm going to Foxborough, and I'm putting you under. You son of a bitch. Don't even fucking think about it. Did you just did you just threaten to murder a man live on our podcast? No, I'm going to put him under like choke slam him under the turf. Well, please. Isaac Roden have nothing to do with with Robbie Clark killing the owner of the Patriots. Um, also, Bob does make a good point too. Baker Mayfield. No, nah, Baker Mayfield's going to go in. back to Tampa. He, hey, I they, think they, he'll go back to Tampa. Tampa will overpay for him. But you know what? I don't want to say. I don't want to say overpay because he has been awesome. He has been awesome this year, and we'll break down Baker Mayfield a little bit later on. But I think he'll ultimately end up back in Tampa. Kaylee, you are right. Jimmy G is a handsome man. Did you know when he first went to Patriots camp, a lot of the guys hated him because of how handsome he was? Edelman and Gronk talked about it. I can't even hear you. What the fuck did you do to your microphone? Zach! Hello? What the fuck was that? Is that is that better? Yeah. I don't know. I just stopped working there for a second. RG3, fuck you. Rudy, stop. What is no, going Joe on? No, Joe Flacco's retiring a brown, baby. Robbie, we got a lot of football to talk about here, though. And yeah, uh, I, I know our buddy Steve in the chat's going to want to hear about this next game here. You're a piece of shit. It, it's legitimately the next game on the fucking list. Travis, Ryan already said he wants to become a fullback. There's the Patriots right there, and then right under Jets and Dolphins. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh, New York Jets, zero. Miami Dolphins, 30-ish. Uh, and in this game, Raheem Mostert records his 19th touchdown to break the Dolphins' single-season record, surpassing Mark Clayton. Um, Raheem Mostert, ah, fuck, I really wish I would have saved this tweet or the message I was looking at because Raheem Mostert now has more touchdowns himself than I believe six NFL teams do this season. Oh, I think you're right. Um, let me see. I know the Patriots were one. I know the Jets were one. The Panthers, I believe, were one. The Giants, I believe, were one. It's such a long reach. I'm sorry. Uh, here we go. Well, Raheem Oster, in his first eight seasons in the NFL, had 19 total touchdowns, and he has 20 this year, setting a new record as a Miami Dolphin. Let's see if I can find that bitch on Raheem X. Moster has 19 total touchdowns in his career. He has 19 and 14 games. He's tied with McCaffrey. He's tied with McCaffrey for the season. I'm not finding this fucking stat here, bud. Yeah, fuck. Because I, I was... Oh, here, no, that's the TD score. Oh, no, yeah, right here. T, TD scored. You ready? Yes. Christian McCaffrey, 20. Raheem Moster, 20. Steelers offense, 20. Giants offense, 18. Panthers offense, 16. Jets offense, 13. Hmm. Great. Thanks. Uh, we I, lost Steve because of you talking shit about the Jets. Thank you. Well, if he's going to be a little crybaby, then that's his <laughs> problem. All right? It's not my fault your team fucking sucks, Steve. What? <laughs> J-E-T-S. They are shit. Well, the Jets, after their loss, have officially been... Eliminated. You forgot to do that for the Patriots, too. 
Well, they were eliminated last week for last week. <laughs> there you go. Um, it was a tough one for uh, Mr. Zach Wilson. I mean, actually, sorry, Trevor Simeon, rather. Uh, the guy gets there's there's no time to even throw a ball. No, uh, if you're a Jets quarterback, the, the line is so shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Tyreek Hill, and it just looked like a, a cakewalk for the Miami Dolphins. Dude, it was it was bad to watch because I'm watching that game and Zach Wilson's getting pressured nearly every fucking snap that they had. You can't blame Zach Wilson honestly for that game. You can't blame Trevor Simeon. The offensive line was so terrible. You take that fucking so back, bad. Steve. It it was it was un it was unwatchable essentially, bro. It was bad. Um, the Jets officially, bro. Can you hear me, Robbie? Yes, I can hear you perfectly fine. Okay, my thing. How about now? I hear you perfectly fine. Why it keeps telling me my microphone thing keeps changing, and I don't understand why. I don't know why neither. Um, but the doll, yeah, Jets officially eliminated. Uh, I highly doubt we will see Aaron Rodgers now. Uh, well, you know what? I mean, this this guy in New York, the guy who loves to rant, my favorite guy, makes a great point on what if Rodgers is clear to play this week with uh, Robert Sala. I know Aaron has been fighting his tail off to get back. He wants to play. He's willing to play even if he's not even 100%. And he is fighting like mad to get onto the football field. And, and like I said, when we get that doctor's note, we'll have that discussion. But I will speak for him and that his desire to play is, is high. No, absolutely not. No chance in hell there's no fucking chance you let Aaron Rodgers on that football field all right what you know what seriously let's honestly I mean was was Sunday not a point proven Aaron that you shouldn't touch the field I'm sorry you're gonna get demolished man I know that the Jets spent are making fans spend a lot of money in season tickets and it sucks that it goes away in the blink of an eye but you are risking career ending Injuries, and at some point, Robert Sala, you need to fucking whip your dick out and show that you're a man instead of sticking two fingers up your vagina and tell Aaron oh Rodgers, "No, it's not." See, Steve, happening. I'm not saying this stuff, Steve. I'm not Steve saying this stuff. Steve agrees with me, though. Steve agrees with me. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't. You're eliminated from the playoffs. If there was any sort of contention, then yeah, throw him in there. Well, they I don't just think got mathematically eliminated. Finger blasting his pussy. Well, he might be finger blasting his butthole then because he's acting like a little bitch the way he's talking right there. You say no. Aaron, I understand you want to play the you want to play the game. I understand your teammates love you. We love you. We got to wait till next year. Not behind this offensive line who only has just like the just like the Cleveland Browns, one starter from week 1 remaining in Mackay yeah. Becton. No. Yeah. And Mackay Becton stinks. Don't allow it to happen. Well, Robbie, I heard you say Cleveland Browns. Uh, Bless you. And next on our list, in a nail-biter, nail-biting finish to this game, Cleveland Browns take down the Chicago Bears in Cleveland 20-17 to off a very big drop ball on a Hail Mary toss by Justin Fields that I'm going to say probably 9 out of 10 wide receivers would have caught. Um Darnell Mooney ends up dropping the ball, not making the catch on that one. Thank God. Uh, Joe Flacco looked like shit for three quarters, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he throws for 212 yards with one incompletion and a touchdown to bring this Browns team to 9-5. and five. Playoffs very, very still much alive for the Cleveland Browns. Um, excitable game for me to watch. 
a little bit nerve wracking at points, Robbie, but they got the job done. And the Chicago Bears team, I give them a lot of credit, man. They look they look a lot better these last uh, few weeks. Bringing in Montez they have Sweat was so off. big. Bringing Montez Sweat was so big. But I'll tell you what, Zachary, yeah. this was you, Sharky, Dez, and every other Cleveland Brown fan the first three quarters. No, 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 no. Wow. <laughs> Did you do that because it was Cleveland? Yeah. My no. name is Cleveland Brown. Chocolate. <laughs> but uh Chocolate. Big of the Browns. Um Robbie, I-, I would love to see if I can send this one to you. Did you see the Joe Flacco pass to Amari Cooper for the yes. for the go ahead yes, touchdown? I yes, I did. I'll see if I can. I find mean, here. that is we're talking vintage Joe Flacco. Okay. Okay. Now, did you know? That Joe Flacco had his first career game-winning drive with the Ravens, and he did against the Cleveland Browns. And then prior to that game, his most recent game-winning drive was with the New York Jets against the Cleveland Browns. And now, yep. and now, once again, game-winning drive this time for the Cleveland Browns. And folks, here's the clip Zach's talking about on a tremendous throw to Amari Cooper. Raven. There's Flacco looking downfield. Open it. Cooper makes the catch and breaks free. Cooper tiptoes all the way for the touchdown. Robbie, if you want, go to go to Twitter and look at the the angle, the one that I just sent you, because that'll just kind of go to show people how kind of ridiculous of a uh, <laughs> of a window that this was for him to fit that ball in there. Man, I think he was kind of a. I think he was kind of already at a fuck it mode anyways because he already thrown three goddamn interceptions that game. So he's like, you know what? What's four? But just look at this. Oh, my goodness gracious. Just easily could have been picked off. Perfectly placed. Cooper gets the job done. Ends up being the difference maker for the Browns. Yeah, definitely. Ah. Um, yeah, Joe Flacco's really stepped it up for the Cleveland Browns here. I mean, through four quarterbacks, this guy was on the way out of the NFL, essentially. The Browns brought him in and... Does he have one more run in him? And you know what, Zach? Fucking... Continuing to make my case that seven, Kevin Stefanski should be the coach of the year. And it's not. I think close. so. I, I it, You either got to give it to him. I mean, another team could be like a maybe the Houston Texans guy because the, who thought they were going to be a good team. But I, I think this is Stefanski's, Stefanski's uh, award to lose this year. Well, considering that the Cleveland Browns sa- um, team salary, 25% of it is on the IR. Yeah, it needs to be the Cleveland yeah. Browns. Um, but that's enough about my Browns. I don't want to bore you guys to death. Hi. Dog pound, baby. I'm Houston, looking Texas. for your oh. marbles because apparently you've lost them. Jesus fucking Christ, Robbie. <laughs> Leave the Browns. Or get the W. Next game on the list, Robbie. Houston Texans get the job done in overtime against the Tennessee Titans. It was the battle of the back of quarterbacks. Will Levis against who the fuck was the guy for Houston? Why is his name drawn a blank? I mean, uh, Case the, the, Keenum. Fuck. Yep. Uh, Case Keenum gets the job done. Honestly, a pretty ugly football game, if we're going to be honest with one another here. Yeah, uh, it, was it wasn't the... very attractive. But a no. very scary moment for the Tennessee Titans as Will Levis went down, and it looked really, really bad. But then he got yeah. back up, and then um, reports have indicated that is a sprained ankle, and he is questionable heading into Week 16. Ryan, you beautiful bastard. I love you. God damn it, Ryan, you slut. No, that's um, not nice. I called him a bastard. Sorry, Ryan. Come on. Yeah! Uh, 
Now, I really don't have much to say about this game, Robbie. I did not watch one snap of it, to be honest with you. Um, fuck, we're talking about the uh, the Titans and the uh, Texans here. Yeah. Derrick Henry was such a non-factor. Derrick Henry looked fucking terrible. <laughs> Case Keenan looked terrible for the first half. I don't know how they miraculously were able to bring it all the way back, but you know what? With no C.J. Stroud, with no Noah Brown, with no Nico Collins, with no Tank Dell, yeah, this this team they for, found for, a fucking way. Incredible. Yeah, it, but you know what though? For for it, for what was a promising season though, with all those injuries, it's it's even the do make playoffs. It's not going to amount to much now, which is kind of sad because this was such a young and exciting team to watch. Obviously, they're going to get CJ back by the end of the year. We would hope so. Anyway, well, they but, might get him back by this week, so that's why that yeah. win was so fucking big. Yeah. Definitely kept their playoff hopes alive, but the amount of injuries they have in their offense is going to be tough for them to make a bit of a run now. Um, Robbie, speaking of a team that has no chance of making a run, the New York Giants. Tommy DeVito, Ugh. the fucking Calzone, Capron. Um, he unfortunately looked like a bag of dog shit and got injured in this game. New York Giants 6, New Orleans Saints 24. Yeah, poor Tommy DeVito. Um he had him and him and Zach Wilson had something in common. They had zero time in the yep. pocket, nothing, no now, time to work I, with whatsoever. I read something about Tommy DeVito that uh, kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, Robbie. What's um, we were talking last, I think it was last episode. You mentioned that he was a very humble guy. Yeah. Well, I recently saw something that he has had this partnership um, with this like fucking pizza spot or something, or maybe it was a chicken cutlet, some sort of restaurant in his neighborhood, whatever that he would be. Uh, be charging them $10,000 for appearances for him to show up there. And uh, the restaurant actually had to cancel on him this weekend because he doubled, doubled his price for that family restaurant there to $20,000 for an appearance. Tommy, it's stuff like that is the reason why you look like shit this game. You stay humble and good things happen to you, okay? Oh, wow. You're going to make your money. You're going to make your money. If that fucking company's been sticking by you since you were nobody in this league, you fucking help them out too, you fucking Italian piece of shit, eh? And I can say that because I had a fucking spro before this fucking show. So what the fuck are you going to fucking say to me, bud? You know what I fucking mean? Well, uh, Zach, I mean, if you're not trying to make money, then you're not making money. So I don't see anything wrong with that whatsoever. Um, yeah, Tommy DeVito, the, the poor guy had zero time in the pocket. He continued to get pressured. and He did just about everything that he could. And the offensive line for the Giants are the reason why they end up losing this football game because they just allowed everyone to get through to attack not only him, but Saquon as well. Yeah, not a very game for the Giants. Uh, kind of put them back into reality a little bit after these last couple weeks. And, and the Saints, the whole night, were mocking yeah. the celebration and Tommy DeVito. So I loved it. I loved it. Just shit on him even more, man. And crazy. It, it's uh, crazy. Big W it's crazy. for the Saints, so Robbie. Big W for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. In the next game here, Robbie, uh, this one was essentially probably more boring than watching paint dry. The Carolina Panthers get their second victory. Oh, you thought I was talking about the Saints and Giants game? No. No. I I was just putting it up to bait with the Titans and the Texans, but with the Carolina Panthers, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers get their second win of the season. Bryce Young's second win of his career. Uh, no touchdowns thrown for Mr. Bryce Young in this one. They get the job done nine seven on three field goals. Yeah, I guess we can say Bryce Young. I, mean, I guess we can't say he did have a game winning drive. 
albeit via field goal. Um, but uh, just a just a terrible, terrible, terrible loss for the Atlanta Falcons. And this is going to be one when they end up missing the playoffs this season. This is going to be one they're going to look back and really kick themselves in the ass for. Yeah, it was fucking terrible, dude. That game was absolutely atrocious. And you know what? You, you talked about it last week, and I said there's no chance in hell. There's probably a significant chance now of uh, a Mr. Arthur Smith potentially getting fired. Terrible. Yeah, I, you well, can't lose that. You know why he should game. get fired? I don't know. if Maybe he's not the one calling the offensive plays, but if you fucking draft a running back, seventh overall, you have got to give the guy more than yes. seven touches. Why is Algier, whatever the fuck his name is, getting double the touches? As Bijan Robinson. Robinson. It makes no sense to me at all. I hate the pick from the start. Why the fuck are you drafting a running back in seven when clearly defense is a problem with the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, you got Drake London. You had Tyler Algier, who was pretty decent. You have Kyle Pitts. Or hell, I mean, what 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 are the Falcons thinking? Are they trying to yeah, go to I'm, like a very, very long rebuild because they're succeeding? It's clearly not looking like it's working out, but I mean, it, maybe if they would have utilized the guy a little bit more or, or found ways to utilize him more, it, we'd be talking about a different story here, but it, it just seems like a classic high draft pick, and they have no idea what the fuck they're doing Agreed. with him. Agreed. 100% agree with that. Uh, but the Panthers get their second W of the season, um, which will shorten their odds at first overall and will strengthen teams like the Patriots, and I know there's another third fucking win team here. Oh yeah, strengthened teams of the Patriots of the Cardinals' chances of getting first overall pick. The Panthers, by the way, uh, I, I didn't play for them, Zachary. The Panthers eliminated. You know, else I didn't play. You know, else I didn't fucking play. How dare you for not noticing? How dare you? Oh shit. <laughs> Shame on me. Shame on you as well. On the board. Shame on me. Shame on you, sir. You're normally one telling me to cue the music, you fucking bitch. Well, I forgot. Exactly. I forgot. Um, yeah, you know, Robbie, not much to really say about that Panthers and uh and Falcons game there. No, I got nothing to say neither than it was absolutely terrible. And it was a terrible showing by the Panthers fans for how empty that stadium was. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh it looked like there was less than a hundred people there. And then I, I found it hilarious, Robbie. Um, I think they had reported the final numbers at like seventy thousand something people in the in the stands, which I, I feel like they could just put any number down there. Yeah, they're going off of, they're going off of basically every fucking uh every goddamn uh ticket that they sold, not the correct, you know, number of people in there. Oh shit! Bob is saying that it's making me look, making me think I forgot to set my lineup. Oh, I literally do not have a soul playing tonight. Fantastic. Um, Robbie, next on the list, we have a career game from an ex-Cleveland Brown quarterback. Baker Mayfield absolutely torches the Green Bay Packers defense. Tampa Bay Buccaneers thirty-four, Packers twenty. Baker Mayfield. 381 yards throwing, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a perfect passer rating. He was on fire, Robbie, but uh, if we're going to be honest here, this Packers defense just looked atrocious, terrible. No, it was was absolutely hideous, as you said. Ryan put it up there further up here in the chat, and uh, he said, do you have a dumbass button to hit? 
And unfortunately, Ryan, we do not have a dumbass button to hit. But it does appear that the uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to keep their defensive coordinator by the name of Joe Barry. Yep, Joe Barry is sticking around there. <clears throat> we'll just have to see. Maybe the defense can improve next year. Womp. <coughs> well, <coughs> I saw Steve and Marcus putting explanation point trash, so I think this is what they're looking for. Paul George, listen to me when I say this. You are trash. And that was to the Green Bay Packers defense there because you guys are trash. Buccaneers got the job done. Move to 7-7. Seven seven. Packers get the job not done. Go to 6-8. and eight. Increasing the playoff hopes for the Packers or um, for the Buccaneers, rather. Now looking to go for the Packers, and I quickly will go over the wild card situation here for the NFC. Uh, with that win, the Buccaneers move to first place in that division. They now sit in fourth place in the NFC for the playoff standings, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, first place, the wild card, the Dallas Cowboys at ten and four. Minnesota Vikings hold second place at seven and seven. Rams in third at seven and seven. Good for them. Saints just looking outside at seven and seven, and Seahawks have a chance to. Join that seven and seven crew tonight mm-hmm. against the Eagles. They sit at six and seven. Fantastic. The the fucking race is getting it's, it is tighter spicy. than a nun. It's spicy as hell. While you, I am a Paul George fan, Steve. That's what you and Marcus were looking for. We were de- um, we were deferring that to the defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Yeah, we got four more games to go over here, Robert. Four more. This next one. San Francisco 49ers, 45. Arizona Ooh. Cardinals, 29. Yep. Uh, the Cardinals at certain points had this game pretty close, you know, where it was kind of one of those, hey, could this possibly happen? Uh, and then San Fran did San Fran things and just widened up the gap. A yeah, bit. and they were like, nope, not today. Not today. Another good game for Mr. Brock Purdy. He is now again the favorite to win MVP. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he just does McCaffrey things. You know, not for nothing. Uh, is it crazy for me to say that I put my MVP MVP vote for McCaffrey over Brock Purdy? I, I mean, what McCaffrey's done this year is is absolutely insane. And I don't want to say it's easy for Brock Purdy, it's but easy. I feel like with the offensive weapons he has, it's a lot easier for him. It's easy. You want to see the cute picture I got? That's why I was a little bit distracted. Look. It's Char Char. Yeah, I mean, it's a very cute picture, Robbie. Char 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 Char. I'm sorry, I got distracted because of Alyssa. But um, Brock Purdy to me, Zach, a lot of the plays that he makes are literally dump and run routes for George Kittle, Debo, McCaffrey. Ayuk is probably the one. I mean, and he has made some impressive throws. I'm not trying to discredit that. But is this guy making plays that are significantly tough, like Lamar? Like Dak, like Hertz? No, he's not. He's benefit off the best running back in the NFL. He's benefit off the most dynamic receiver in the NFL, Debo Samuel, and a top three tight end in George Kittle. Yeah, he does have a lot of offensive weapons with him there. So if you ask me uh, if anyone from the 49ers deserves MVP, it's C Mac and it's not even close. He has been electric this year, Robert. I will agree with you on that one. He has been electric. Like, why do we have an MVP award if it's designated specifically for quarterbacks? Can we agree That's that the quarterback play hasn't been like outstanding this year? 
Honestly, maybe they should maybe they should literally get rid of the MVP award and they should just do a best quarterback award, a best wide receiver award, a best running back award because at this point it literally just is the best quarterback award. Yeah. And a guy like guys like Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, even a guy possibly like a like a Miles Garrett or a Micah Parsons or one Hell, of those but guys. Raheem Mostert in the equation as well now. Yeah, exactly. They never get any sort of the recognition for it whatsoever even though every year, maybe not every year, certain years quarterbacks there definitely is a standout but a lot of the years, the quarterbacks, the, the best player in the league is not a quarterback. Yeah, and Kayla's obviously right. So, like, it, it furthers my point. You know, you got all these quarterback injuries. Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. I mean, to me, the MVP arguably is Christian McCaffrey. Arguably. Where would the yeah, Niners definitely. be without Christian McCaffrey? Do you think they'd be have a better record than the Cowboys or the Eagles? My answer is hell fucking no. Hell no. Well, I, you can't say that for sure. You can't say that for sure. sure I, I know he's a game changer. He's dynamic, but yeah. So that, so that, exactly. So your answer right there is probably perpetrated the same thing that the Raiders are thinking. Well, you don't know because I mean we've seen them do pretty good with Jeff Wilson and Eli. Fuck that, dude! Stop it. Zachary, well, you, you heard in Robbie? Football playoffs or no? Pardon me? Are you still in fantasy football playoffs? Or are you out? No, well, I finished last place in my league. Well, I finished last place. You fucking loser. You, you know, Robbie, suck. moving on. Moving on. Los Angeles Rams, 28. Washington Commanders, 20. Um, Rams have been on a bit of a roll here, Robbie. I know they dropped that one to the Ravens last week, but it was a close game. They were basically better, uh, the better team than the Ravens, honestly. Yeah. Should have won that one. They get the job done here against Washington. Not a very good Commanders team this season whatsoever. No. Uh, Rams making a good push for the playoffs, so Robbie, I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. They probably will be, and this is at you for your fantasy football performance this year. Here's Ross, kid. Fucking goddamn queer. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm eliminated in one league for sure that I made the playoffs in. I made it in four out of six leagues. Eliminated in Travis's league, and I'm fighting for my life in Joey's league. I need Jalen Hurts to get really sick where they got to take him off the field because he's in, went to this game sick. Um, going back into the Rams and the Commanders here. Wow. It couldn't have gotten any worse, but it did. And you could see the team morale has gone down the shitter since they got rid of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And you could yep. see it, too. You could see how different and how bad this team truly is. And there's no fight. And I don't think that these guys gave up on the coach. I really don't. I just think it's ran its course with Ron Rivera. I just think that... I think the game's caught up to him. I don't think he's as good as a coach as he used to be. And with Magic Johnson, amongst others, coming in as the new owners, I wouldn't count out the Commanders being a good team at some point in the next few years because the one thing Magic Johnson brings is a winning culture. So, and AIDS. Two things. So we'll see what happens. But can he magically make the commanders good again without the AIDS? Without the AIDS, Zach. Jesus fucking Christ. AIDS. Another one bites the dust. Or another one bites the dust. You get AIDS from fucking guys' butts. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, so we, yeah, tough, we, we've tough, gone, tough game. We for the have gone down that road today, folks. I agree with what.
Bob said that I hey, do think the commander staff is Gonzo this offseason, Robert. I it disagree. is time for a call for change, I just disagree. like you said. I disagree. They're not gonna fire you know, they're, they're not gonna fire Eric B. Enemy. Okay, not Eric B. Enemy. He'll stay for sure. He's he he's done his part. Yeah, they're not gonna fire everyone him. else is gone. Yeah, that's fair. Everyone else. That's fair. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes would be happy if they did, because come back home, please. I need you. Yep. Um Robbie, the next game on our list. Bob, cover your ears. You're not going to. This one, sir. It's going to Dak Prescott. Looked like a potato sack of just a bunch of bitches marching down into Buffalo, getting destroyed by the red hot Buffalo Bills. 31 to 10. Me and Robbie both had the Cowboys winning this one. They looked fantastic against the Eagles the week before. I don't know if this is just a turned around Buffalo Bills team, but. Dallas Cowboys did not look like the Cowboys team we have seen in weeks prior. Maybe this is a good game for them, though, Robbie. You know, they, they always say you want to get rid of these shit games. Like, you want to get those bad games off your back, save the good ones. So maybe it's a good thing the Cowboys got this one out of the way. Uh, hey, good team sometimes. They need a little bit of a beatdown to get them circled back up to be where they need to be. So uh, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Cowboys fan, um, but I would be worried if I was a football team in the AFC right now. Because the Buffalo Bills are back, Robbie. They look like a strong, strong team. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! You fucking losers. Get fucking wrecked by Bills. And you didn't lose to Josh Allen. He only threw for 94 passing yards. You gave up 221 total yards. To the brother of Dalvin and James Cook? You fucking suck. And if it taught me anything, just when the Cowboys are up here, just wait. Just wait. The great Stephen A. Smith, just wait. What are the Cowboys? They're an accident waiting to happen. And Dak Prescott, you looked like shit. Woo! One more time, Zachary. One more time. One more time. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Oh, my God. Somebody clip this fucking retard. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. yeah! But what a, uh, what a massive, massive win for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that was a... I'm going to call that one a season-saving win for them. And they, they have a very good chance of winning out. Yeah, they do. They're make they're gonna make the playoffs this year, Robbie. I I think it's gonna be Browns, Bengals, and the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs this year. Should Should I try to play? The, oh, bottom feeder, Stephen A. Smith, bottom feeder. Damn it! Everybody knows that I'm a bottom feeder. Okay. Oh, whoa! <laughs> mm. Whoa! Pause. Pause. Wow. Stephen A. Smith is gay. Reporter here first. Oh, hey. and Bob went that he said that at you. And oh wow! <laughs> now, Bob. Hey, guess Bob. what? You know what I gotta say about that? I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you know what kind of date is for the uh, Dallas but- Cowboys today, Zachary? I am having a very bad day. They're having a very bad day today. They're having a very bad day today. Days off <laughs> the weed. All right, I'm done with Stephen A. Smith. But I'll tell you what, Zachary. Um, we knew that this was going to be a tough game for the Dallas Cowboys. We knew they were heading to Buffalo. 
Bills Mafia, on the road, cold climate, and I thought, you know, Bills were riding high off the Kansas City Chiefs game, but they were also riding high throughout multiple points of the season, coming off of spectacular wins, and they blew it. And I figured they'd blow it again. But I guess Sean McDermott and his Al-Qaeda speeches are really working. We can't hear you. I can't hear you, Zach. Your microphone. Oh, no. Well, folks. Is this better? It is. I, I don't know what's wrong with this thing today. I'm going to have to look into this after. But uh, I said, like, as I was saying, Robbie, I said, like, the wonderful uh, group of terrorists that Al-Qaeda was, the uh, Buffalo okay. Bills banded together okay. like a team. Oh, my God. Jeez. That is a direct quote from Sean McDermott. That's how he gets his boys fired up. He said it, not me. That's a direct quote. <laughs> and um, I guess uh, Buff Al-Qaeda, Buff Al-Qaeda Bills. <laughs> we'll call it the, the Buffalo Buffalo animal. East. You fucking animal. You're fucking, you're a savage, bro. All right. You Let's move on to this next game, right? Before I, oh my God. Before I get, before we get canceled. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens, 23, Jacksonville Jaguars, 7. Robbie, I have a question to ask you here, okay? I don't know if bust is the right word to use, but it's a word I'm going to use. Are we ready to have the debate of Trevor Lawrence maybe being a bust? No, I'm not. Because prior to the uh, prior to the leg injury, he was balling out. We need Kyle back. But um, maybe not bust, but I think we can agree that Trevor Lawrence is not this game-changer uh, next generation greatest quarterback no, of all time. No, 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 no. He's definitely not in that category. Being but I'll brought tell you, into the being brought into the league. I agree with you. I mean, he's top fifteen. He could be a top ten quarterback. He's probably in the same tier as Dak Prescott. You the real MVP. Nice, William. Welcome to the channel. Thank you so much for the follow there. Um, yeah, I agree Fucking with right, you. Baby. I mean. Let's not forget his rookie season was terrible, but he had Urban Meyer. He bounced back his sophomore season. This is where we expect him to take that next step, and he hasn't done so yet. With them also bringing in Calvin Ridley with the incredible performance by Travis Etienne Jr. And you know what? I don't want to discredit the Ravens' defense because of how great they were, but they were going up against a tight, de- uh, a very tough defense. And let's not forget. I mean, there was there was a play in the game where the referee said there was no touchdown, and it looked like there was a touchdown for Mr. Calvin Ridley there. I think that was a touchdown. I it, it, it's only to the officiating this year. Even some some of these replays, the fact that you can go back and watch it in slow mo and all these different angles. Who's the um, best team? It's San Francisco Forty Nine. Oh, it's the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. No doubt, yeah. William. No doubt. No if, ands, or buts. Who's your team, buddy? Very, very close second. Cleveland Browns. Very close second. Um, Baltimore Ravens, though, they get this job done. They move to eleven three. I believe they got the stranglehold now on the number one position for this division seeing as how the Dolphins have a pretty tough schedule to finish it out. Actually, the Ravens have a pretty tough schedule to finish it out as well, too. Um, but it's, it's looking like the Ravens will have this number one pick going into the playoffs. Hey, Zach. Days off the weed. Clean Browns are not the second best team in the NFL. I was making it a joke. No, I think he really meant it deep down inside. Best defense. At home. Well, actually, they're the, they're the number one defense statistically in the NFL this year, Robbie. Well, Read a book. guess what? When they go to the playoffs, they're on the road, so they're fucked. You're yeah. fucked. You're fucked. Big fucking. You big fuck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. 
preview Monday Night Football before you get into big trouble here. Monday Night Football. Monday, Monday, Monday. I think I have an echo. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. See, I did too. The Philadelphia Eagles, led by, allegedly, to what Zach says, the man with AIDS and Jalen Hurts, going on. Yeah, you sent me that fucking tweet. You sent me the tweet. I did. I just said this is kind of funny. No, you believed what... in it. You believed it. I'll tell no, you exactly. Oh my, are you out of your mind? He go. You go. Uh, something. Oh yeah, something to take into consideration. Icy. Yeah, versus... I was joking. You stupid fuck. No, you definitely meant it. Does Jalen Hurts have AIDS? Hurts has lived in Cameroon for most of his early life, and AIDS rates are extremely high in Cameroon. AIDS weakens the immune system, which explains why Hertz is always sick. Other in- symptoms of AIDS include body fatigue and stomach issues. AIDS. Today's episode is presented to you by AIDS. I guess so. Have safe uh, sex. First of all, that was a tweet I saw on Twitter. I thought it was quite comical. I sent it to Robbie. Um, you know what, though, guys? If, we are, if we're thinking about it, it's, it's a possibility. It's not something that we can rule out. We don't have all the facts. I want to see if I have a fucking clip for this. You have AIDS. Yes, you have AIDS. I hate to tell you, boy, that you have AIDS. You got the AIDS. You may have caught it when you stuck that film. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Robbie. Uh, Man, everybody gonna, got play. AIDS and shit. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles will be facing the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Uh, Robbie, let's move on before we get ourselves into some trouble here, okay? <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Oh, shit. Um... Robbie, I guess we'll quickly go over the MLB news. We didn't really have much to talk about there, so we'll... Uh, oh, but we'll... there was a big trade. A huge trade, Zachary. Do you got the details for it? I'm getting I'm getting on that right now, but I'm sure you could uh, easily break that down there. Yeah. Um, now, I don't have all the details for the trade, Robbie, but the, uh, the big name of the trade, Tyler Glasnow, no longer a Tampa Bay Ray, gets traded to the L.A. Dodgers because they need more guys on that pitching force. Yeah, they And do. signs a five-year contract worth $136,562,500. All right, here are the trade details. So, uh, uh, show this thread. Okay. Right-hander Tyler Glass and all Los Angeles Dodgers are finalizing a five-years, $135 million contract, sources tell ESPN, a.k.a. Jeff Passan. Once the deal is complete, the trade of um, Tyler Glassnell and Man- Manuel Margot from the Rays to the Dodgers. The Rays get Ryan Pep- Pepoit and Johnny DeLu- uh, DeLuca. Uh, Glassnell's new deal will start this season, so there are four years and $110 million in new money. The total deal could get up to $145 million if the Dodgers exercise a $30 million club option in year five. If not, Glassnell has a $20 million player option. Also of note, there is no deferred money like Otani in the deal. There we go. There you have it. Well, I'll tell you uh, this, Zachary. Um, Tyler Glasnow is a tremendous pitcher, but here's the problem that the Dodgers are going to have in the playoffs. Since 2019, with at least 25 innings pitched, the top two worst pitchers in baseball as it pertains to ERA. Take a guess. Tyler Glasnow. At number one with the 572. And who else? I'm not too sure. Yes, you are. It's no way it's Shohei. No, it's a fucking Dodger legend pitcher, you cuck. Oh, uh, fucking 
what the hell is the guy's name? The guy sucks in the playoffs. Why am I drawing a blank yeah. on his name right now? You're, you're going to figure out the name. You're going to fight through it. You can look at the comments. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Oh. Come on, Zach. Who is it? It's, I'm drawing a blank, Robbie. It's Monday. I had a long fucking Say day. It. Tell me the fucking name, you it's cock. It's Clayton Kershaw, you stupid Thank idiot. You. God. Goddamn fucking. Uh, I, I, uh, you're right, Steve. You cock. I can call him a cock, Steve. That's acceptable. God, Zach, you disappoint me. It's been a long Monday, right? I'm fucking tired. Aren't we all? I'm running on, I think, like three and a half hours of sleep with all the rain and fucking wind that we dealt here in Connecticut. Just yeah, it'll, be, it'll, be, uh, it'll be an early night for me there, but a uh, big trade for the Dodgers. I guess we'll call it a big trade. It does get that another big piece in their, uh, in their rotation. I, I don't know if this now puts them out of the Yamamoto race or Yamamoto, whatever his name is. I think it I mean, does. I would, because I, I would assume I, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, where else, unless they're willing to go way over the luxury tax, which I thought maybe they would have done last year, but all I can think about the Dodgers right now after that deal. Stupid idiot! Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess you don't really know what to expect from Yamamoto, but... Uh, here's, what the Dodgers, maybe would... here's what the Dodgers are doing again, though, Zach. The one thing that killed the Dodgers the last couple seasons is injuries... And their pitch rotation, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Dustin May. Tyler Glasnow is an injury-prone pitcher, and he stinks in the playoffs. So where's the benefit of giving this guy five years, $135 million, which equivalates to? Uh, $136 million, $562,500. A annual salary of? Whatever the number you said before that. I didn't say the number. The annual salary of? I don't know. You think I'm going to do that math? Yeah, I think you're smart not, enough. You're an electrician. Like something like thirty-five million a year around there. It's not thirty-five million, you freaking idiot. No, Twenty-seven point two. Twenty-seven point two. Yeah. It's fucking a lot of money. Well, Yamamoto's met with the Dodgers. He's met with the Phillies. He's met with the Red Sox. He met with the Yankees for a second time today. I believe the Mets as well. I think the a deal is probably coming very, very, very soon as it pertains to Mr. Yamamoto, and we will have to stay tuned to see who it is. But these are the list of free agents that have remained, Zachary. I had the list. I had the list. I lost the list. I'll tell you this. I'll give you this one. How's this? You ready for this? I lost the list. I did lose the list. Um, excuse me. Uh, thank you. Okay. Free agent spending this winter as of December 17th, yesterday. By team. Zachary, give me the top three teams that have spent the most money this offseason. Well, obviously the Dodgers. Who else has been bringing in guys? The Padres up there? No, because the Padres have been dishing their brought anything in. The Padres, I think, have I $0. Can't really, they have I $0. can't even really think of like a team that's been bringing in. Like There hasn't really been too much movement. Yeah, there has. They just aren't spending a crazy amount of money, but it's up there. What about the Phillies? The Phillies are number two at 172. Come on, Zach. One more. Arizona. Zach, let's fucking go! Let's go, Zach! Come on! Worth it. Worth every second right there. Let's go, folks. Let's give Zachary a round of applause. Bah. Give him a round of applause. Bah, bah. Bah, bah. You know what, you can know you what? hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You know what okay. Zach said to that list? Come on, man. That's too easy. Yeah, so it's just too easy, Carl. So now I'll play another game with you. 
There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that have spent zero dollars thus far. I'll ask you to give me four. Well, I know one, the Toronto Blue Jays. That's one of them. Zero dollars, zero dollars. Have the Yankees got anybody yet? They haven't paid anybody yet. They trade for Soto, but that's it. That's two. Um, what about you know, the Royals brought somebody in? The Royals have what? spent fucking 105 million dollars. They're number five in the list. Damn. Um, what about Ooh, Miami Marlins? That's three. What about have the Orioles brought anybody in? Yes, they brought in Craig Kimbrell. What about Seattle Mariners? <laughs> yeah, we're getting better at well this. Well done. The other four teams are. Do you want to try to guess some more? Do you want me to oh, go? God, no. God, we're going to be The other night. four teams are the Chicago Cubs, the San Diego Padres, the Colorado Rockies, and the Minnesota Twins. I guess I probably should have got the Padres when I said them for the other list, and you said, no, they've just been dishing everybody out. Yeah, it shows how much attention you're paying, you stupid bitch. Well, I already got four of them right, you fucking little cuck. You did, so uh, you did well. Hey, we can't say that word. Steve said so. <laughs> cuck, 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 cuck. Uh, in other Dodgers news, Robbie. Yep. Uh, Dodgers manager has come out and said he is very open to moving Mr. Shohei Otani into the outfield if he's healthy enough for it. This is what we were talking about before, and I've also been talking about at work, is that I don't see this happening. I don't. I mean, I know he's making, well, I mean, he's making $2 million per year. That's it. But I mean. Steve, uh, we know that's a lie. Yeah, Steve, you're lying through your fucking bald-ass head right now. Um, I got your back, Zachary. You're my co-host. Um, I just don't see it happening. I feel like if he was to risk any sort of significant injury in the outfield, they're going to hate their lives because he's going to, Probably deteriorate as a player. Let's not forget, he's 29 years old. So, you got to be careful if you're going to spend $70 million on a player. You got to. So, big risk. But if that's what they're going to take, then good luck. Yeah, big risk. Big risk. But uh, I, I do agree with you. I don't think it's going to end up happening. But also, you can look at it this way. If you're going to pay the guy $700 million, I know they're only paying him fucking $20 million for the next 10 years. But I feel like you're going to want to get as much use of him as you possibly can for that sort of dollar value. So, could definitely see it being on the table. Yeah. Um. Here we go. I actually have the top 10 free agents remaining. One of them was signed off in Lodori's Guerrilla Jr., so I guess there goes the Toronto Blue Jays are bringing him back as yeah. he goes back to oh, the yeah. Dimebacks. Um, the number one guy left remaining, Yamamoto. Number two, Blake Snell. Number three, I don't know why they had Matt Chapman have Cody Bellinger. I'm putting Cody Bellinger in number three, Matt Chapman number four. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, Clayton Kershaw, Josh Hader, Marcus Stroman, Whit Merrifield, Teoscar Hernandez. Hey, Rob, you want to hear something funny? Want to know what I saw on Twitter this last couple days? What's that? Apparently, the Toronto Blue Jays are the, one of the favorites to sign Cody Bellinger. Because. I'm like, man, this list looks familiar. What do you got to say about that, Zachary? Oh, fuck. The, the Blue Jays have just been a disappointment. They haven't done anything. We've been getting fucking shafted by every free agent, too, just using us for leverage, using us like little whores. Wow. And uh, it, it, I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel right now for the Jays. I mean, uh, I was hoping to get Lord Guriel back. Teoscar would be a nice guy to bring back. 
Yeah, should let's I almost have to wait and see? Yeah, let's see what T Oscar's numbers were looking like last year. T Oscar Hernandez stats. So last year, T Oscar Hernandez, and I'm sure he missed time because that's just the way T Oscar Hernandez is. Is my right, Zachary? Yes, sir. I lied to you. He played 160 games last year. Apparently, he likes to play games that aren't in Toronto. Uh, he batted 258 last year. He had 26 home runs, 93 RBIs, seven stolen bases. He had one more home run than he did the year prior when he played only 131 games. Oh, decent stats. Decent stats. He'll be an affordable player. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to bring him to Oscar Hernandez if he's available. As if we already fucking need him. Yeah, you guys are a little bit loaded up there. But, uh, Robbie, um, it is 742, and we have uh, three more sports Marcus. to cover here. I agree with you, Mark. Um, so I think that uh, I think that's pretty well it for the MLB news. We have, I also have Hunter Renfro signing on the Royals two-year $13 million contract. Yeah, Hunter they signed Renfro, a lot of veterans. He's a pathetic loser, days. that guy. So. Oh, wow. Fact, what did Hunter Renfro ever do to you? I don't like Hunter Renfro. Why? You know, just something about him. I don't know. I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. Is it because he looks like Mike Trout? He definitely ain't no Mike Trout, that's for sure. No, I mean, obviously he's not, but he's like his doppelganger. But, Mr. Robbie, why don't I go over this NHL news for us very quickly? Let's do we this. Touch on some NBA and finish off with a little bit of UFC Let me see 296. That. What was uh, it? Let me see if I have an NHL. Nope, there's no NHL thing. I guess is the only thing I give you is a goal horn. Well, uh, to start the news off for the NHL, um, I guess we would have to start off with the news that happened today. Ottawa Senators, third place in the third last place in the league, I believe, second last place in the Atlantic, possibly holding sole possession of last. Uh, sorry, sole possession of last in the Atlantic, possibly sole possession of last in the Eastern Conference. I think they might be second last though. They have finally decided to part ways with DJ Smith as their head coach. Your brother's stepdad has decided to move on, huh? Well, and fans have been calling for this for a long, long time. So I'm sure he's this kind of celebration mode right now in Ottawa. Because uh, this team was 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 supposed to be one of those kind of feisty teams this season. They have looked like a pile of dog shit. Oh, wow. They have. I mean, it's, there's really no other way to say it. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, they, that was, they promoted, just like, that uh, was just like how the Rock's in his video right there. That was just yeah. like how he said it. They promoted, uh, I believe, the assistant coach uh, on the interim head coach basis. I would assume at this point in the season, he's probably going to be here to stay for the rest of this year, and they'll probably look in the offseason to bring in somebody in. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see how this goes over for the Ottawa Senators, Robbie. It's the biggest piece of dog shit that I have ever heard. Everyone, um, Robbie, I sent you a clip on Twitter, and I'm going to get you to pull it up here in a second. Because uh, this next list I have here on our on our uh, hockey news is Jordan Cairo of the St. Louis Blues. When Craig Berube was fired uh, after the next game, they interviewed a bunch of the players about it, and they, Jordan Cairo's interview kind of caught a lot of fire with the St. Louis Blues fans. When basically they asked him how he felt about the firing, and he quoted saying, uh, "What do I really care? That guy's not my coach anymore." Berube was a loved guy in St. Louis, uh, and the St. Louis fans did not take kindly to that. They booed Jordan Cairo, their own player, every single time he touched the puck at the next home game, uh, and it, it it caused a lot of damage to him, man. Because at the uh, in the pregame or the postgame press conference, he was actually brought to tears. Well, when he was asked about it, just uh, 
you got to think that's a pretty fucking shitty thing for a guy to feel when you have 19,000 of your home fans booing you every time you touch the puck. Yeah. Well, what does Jordan Cairo do? He goes out in that next home game and he scores a massive goal to tie the game up and gets a standing ovation from the St. Louis Blues crowd. Roll it, Robbie. Well, Lindell for Pavelski. Broken up by the Blues. Thomas to Krug. Cairo, he's got a breakaway. Looking to tie the game. He does! Cairo! Tori Krug, Jordan Cairo gathers the puck and then just rips that to the glove side. He's excited. Teammates are excited, but what a goal here. Just above the pad. So, I mean, that is... I mean, to go back the next game and do that, just to literally just won every single fan back in St. Louis. Like, they are now all on your side. I'm sure they probably all felt pretty bad, too, <laughs> when they're watching that post-game press conference. Like, oh, fuck, this guy's crying. He must love playing here. Uh, and then he did another post-game press conference after that, game, or post-game interview, Robbie. And it was a bit of a different vibe in that one, saying that how much he loves playing for this fucking city. And it was it was a cool moment to see. It was a cool moment to see. Hell, yeah. Um... Next on the list, Robbie, a few more things to talk about here in hockey. Dylan Larkin is making his return for the Detroit Red Wings after a four-game absence where he was knocked unconscious by, uh, I believe it was Matthew Joseph on the Ottawa Senators. I could be wrong with that. I'm pretty sure that was correct. Pretty scary play when it happened. Look, he was knocked unconscious before he even hit the ice. So uh, good to see that it was a short time for him to be off. Uh, Happy to see him back. And Robbie, uh, uh, a team I noticed today that is actually uh, very surprising and making a very strong surge for first place in the Central Division is the Winnipeg Jets. Really? They just they just got a W over the Colorado Avalanche and now sit two points behind Colorado for first place with two games in hand. So they win both those games. They hold sole possession of first place in the Central Division. I, I, I had Winnipeg being a pretty decent team this year. I did not expect them to be this feisty. Yeah. Uh, and I love that they are good this year, too, because their fans have not been showing up to the arena. And I believe now they're getting a lot better attendance records and shit for it because they haven't really been a very good team last couple mm-hmm. seasons. They've been a, a feisty team, but not really one that's getting any W's done. So I'm happy to see them good. And I always love a Canadian team when they're playing well like this. I got some breaking news for you, Zachary. It pertains to hockey. I guess I'm going to be the breaking news type guy. Here we go. <sighs> Red Wings goaltender, Vili Husso. I said that right? Has gone to the locker room after what it looks like here. Ooh, he might have hurt his dick and balls when he was stretching there. He could have fucked up his uh-huh. leg. He's limping um, as he uh, got to the uh, sidelines there. Limping. No good. No, not what you want to hear as a Detroit Red Wing fan. But luckily for Detroit, they do have a couple of good goaltenders. So, uh, But Billy Husso definitely uh, has been a, a strong bone for him this year. So hopefully nothing too serious there. Robbie, I got one more thing to talk about in hockey before we flip it over to basketball here. And uh, this one hits home to me a little bit because I am a big Mark Andre Flurry fan. Flurry fan. That's a tongue twister. There, there, there are um, chants going on in Pittsburgh right now. You want to hear him? Are they cheering for him? See some different combinations and guys may be more comfortable with one another as a result. Oh, boy. Oh. I can't hear the chants. Well, they'll hear it on Twitch. We want Flurry. All right. Well, yeah. So uh, going into what Robbie just said there, um, Mark Andre Flurry won three Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. was was a pretty crucial part in all three. He um, played a big I mean, part the last in Vegas' inaugural season where they made yeah to the Stanley Cup. So 
a legend goaltender in my opinion. Actually, not in my opinion, just a legend goaltender in general. One of the best of the last generation that we've seen. Um, and he's now playing. Yeah. Now that he's playing for the Minnesota Wild, this is probably going to be Marc-Andre Fleury's last season, and this is his last time that he will be touching the ice in Pittsburgh against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Minnesota Wild have opted not to play Marc-Andre Fleury tonight, which in my opinion is is kind of a slap in the face. I mean, it, 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 it goes down to a guy that's a veteran that's put in fucking probably over a thousand NHL hockey games in his career. And to, to do that to this guy, in my opinion, it's just kind of a shitty move. I understand Minnesota needs the wins right now, so they're going to go with the guy that's going to get them the W, but it's one game, man. And Marc-Andre Fleury is a good fucking goaltender. It's not like he's not going to go out there and possibly get you a W. It might be one of those instances where it's like in the final minutes, they put him out there, you know what I mean? I have a timeout or something, depending on the score. Either that or, I mean, at this point, I hope fucking the goalie they did put off to put in lets in like five goals in the first period and Fleury's got to come in and relief him. Well, it was one nothing Penguins at this video with 11.59 in the first period uh, when they started the We Went Flurry chance. Well, I guess we will not be seeing Marc-Andre Fleury today, Robbie, but hell of a career, Mark. Keep it going this season, baby. Uh, and Mr. Robert, that is uh, that is it for the Hockey News of the Sports Cave uh, podcast. Well done, Zachary. Well done. We will. We will slide through basketball here. Quick action. I was talking about basketball. Um, starting off the big news, the Draymond Green suspension. Um, it was uh, announced, I believe, today that uh, he is, I think he's, what, he went to like a facility to get help for it for his fucking yeah, anger he's management. Yeah, he's seeing counseling for his anger management, correct? Yeah. So, um, and I believe the suspension is going to be a minimum of three weeks because I guess he has to complete some sort of counseling fucking thing before he's eligible to come back because the way I was kind of interpreting it. I'm trying to find the details right now as you're, uh, as you're explaining. It. I mean, that guy's a fucking psychopath. I mean, he is, he is a fucking psychopath. You know, his antics have gone over the edge. Um, shall I play this clip of just like the shit that he's done over this, you know, throughout his yeah. career? All right, folks, here we go. Now, Zach, I don't even want to give commentary in the dick to Steven Adams right in the fucking oh. I would give commentary, but I'm like 30 seconds Wait, behind. Steven Adams again in the dick twice. Sabonis, give me that. Right in the tum-tum. In the dick. LeBron in the face. Poor Steven Adams, man. If he never has kids again, he can put the blame on Draymond. Oh, Green. a dirty foul on Kawhi Leonard with a face mask. Piece of shit. Throwing Anthony Davis down like it's fucking grappling manures at a jiu-jitsu class. Yeah, he's a dirty fucking bastard, man. Who's that? Oh, going after Aaron Gordon. I love that there's a two-minute video of him being a fucking loser. Yeah, that right. is amazing to me. Yeah, what a dick to Pat Bev here. In the face of LeBron again. Oh! 
One of the few times LeBron didn't have to flop. Right oh. there to Jokic. Oof. Oh! Elbow to Shumpert's head. But to Steven Adams again! Yeah, he uh, for Steven Adams. I'm, I'm surprised Steven Adams didn't beat the Jordan shit Paul. out of this guy. Finish him. And that is that. There's that, folks. A two-minute highlight reel of Draymond Green being Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, I don't feel bad for him. I really don't. I don't feel bad one bit. I don't feel bad for him either, Robbie. Um, you do stupid he was, things. You know, expect- he was one of the main reasons why Kevin Durant was done with the Golden State Warriors, correct? Well, yeah, look at his fucking blow-ups on the sideline. Yeah. And the best part is, is, hey, Draymond, you kind of suck, all right? I know your defense is good, but other than that, you kind of suck. Now Steve's giving you us You want to know why you suck, Draymond? Because you're a cock. Thank you for letting me say it, Steve. That's why you suck. Draymond Green's the biggest piece of what, Zachary? He's the biggest piece of donkey dick shit that I haven't laid my goddamn eyes upon. It's the biggest piece of dog shit. <laughs> um, dog Robbie, shit. We, had a, we have one streak, Robbie, that has continued and two streaks that have come to an end. Oh, God. The Detroit Pistons have now hit 23 straight games without a win. Um, we were hoping to see a, uh, a losing streak versus losing streak uh, when the San Antonio Spurs and the Pistons play each other in a couple weeks, but that will no longer happen because the Spurs ended theirs at, I believe, 17 games, maybe 18. Yep. They got a win against the Los Angeles Lakers, so that streak is done. The Pistons streak continues, Robbie, and the other streak that has finally come to an end, Steph Curry's consecutive streak of 268 games with a three-pointer is over. It is done, and I think it's safe to say, Zachary, as it pertains to the Pistons, they're eliminated from place postseason contention. Yeah, yeah, um, very, very agreeing with that. Uh, they, they might not get another win, Robbie. No. It's not like they're losing these games by two points. They're pretty much getting fucking ten pieced every single game. It's it's fucking pathetic, dude. It's fucking pathetic. I gotta I gotta see if I can find the. Thing with Monty Williams. Uh, go on, Zachary, about Steph Curry, if you'd like. Well, I mean, Steph Curry, he had uh, probably the worst game of his career uh, last game. I believe he finished with seven points, no three-pointers, just not a Steph Curry-like game at all. But, Robbie, if we put this into perspective, I mean, 268 straight games for the three-pointer. To, to be... I understand the guy's a great three-point shooter, but everybody has off nights. The fact that he went 268 games without having that much of an off night is is mind-blowing to me, and yeah. it just goes to show you that that is the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. Correct, three-point shooter, not shooter. Um, here's, here's what Monty Williams had to say, and I'm going to follow it up after the quote's done, Zachary. But first, before I do so, I need to take a sip of my beverage. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Monty Williams admits the Pistons losing streak, quote, bothers him. Quote, it bothers me because it's my job to figure it out. I've lost my wife and I've had two close family members deal with cancer. So that's a perspective that I always have. But this is my body of work. And to come here to lose like this, I want to do better than what we've done. Okay, I got to say this, Zach. Condolences. 
you lost your wife, and you have family members dealing with cancer. That, that sounds like you're trying to get sympathy to me. That is an excuse to not get yeah. fired. That pisses me off. That has nothing to do with basketball. It's nothing I to, I, relative to the game <laughs> of mean, basketball, you fucking bald-headed <laughs> cuck. Are you kidding me? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't put personal matters into your non-successful coaching career if you didn't have Chris Paul coming to the equation because Phoenix were a bunch of losers. And now you're carrying it over to Detroit. Who really are a bunch of losers. Overrated head coach. Oh, look at Monty Williams. He's such a good sport going into the Milwaukee Bucks locker room. Congratulating them. Congrats. You won the trophy. You guys were the better team. I'm so happy for you. My you died. fucking pussy. You go into that locker room and you say, fuck you. We'll see you next year, you bitch. Steve, ball is beautiful on you, Steve. Don't you worry. Honestly. Honestly. Am I supposed to feel sympathetic because of your, uh, the coaching act? You know, you, why does the, why does cancer have to get involved in basketball? Are you trying to indicate that the Detroit Pistons are a cancerous organization? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't think that's what he was trying to go at. I think he was trying to pull some heartstrings, maybe. Like, oh, okay. Because you this know what will happen, right? If the Pistons had ideas about firing him, now there's that quote right there. Oh, the Pistons are so unapologetic. How could you fire somebody who lost his wife and friends due to cancer? Sorry, it's not helping us win basketball games. That's the priority for every NBA franchise. I'm sorry that you lost your wife to cancer, and I'm sorry you have other family members dealing with cancer. But your coaching is not leading us to victories at the end of the day. We wish you the best of luck on your future endeavors. And not for nothing, not for nothing, Zach. One moment, please, as I go to my like tweets here. Bam, 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 Here we go. Bam, bam, bam. The three highest paid coaches in the league per year. Would you like to guess who they are? Greg Popovich. He's number one at 16 million a year. I'm going to guess Monty Williams Number up there. Number two at $13 million a year. Ime Idakabu. No. <laughs> I don't know what number three would be. Yes, you do. You're quitting on Steve yourself. Kerr. Yes. Steve Kerr. Why do you quit on yourself? Why do you do it? He's number three <laughs> at $9.5 million. They have a combined record of 18 and 59. All right? Greg Popovich is proven. Steve Kerr is proven. You're a fucking dope. Yeah, not not uh, the contract. That shit pisses me off to all high hell, man. Honestly, I don't want to hear that fucking... You, you need to give us basketball reasons why you're not winning games. Not personal. You yeah. fucking idiot. Idiot. Well, God. not a good look for Mr. Monte Williams, Robbie, but I tell you who does have a good look so far this season. Can you hear me, by the way? Okay, because this thing is all fucked up over here again. It's doing the yes. shit. I hear you. Um, I'll tell you who is uh, looking pretty hot so far this season at home, anyways, Robbie. And that is the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Perfect 14 and 0. Yep. At the Garden this season. When are they going to lose their first home game, Robbie? When do the Raptors come into town and fucking take them fucking down, baby? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, dude. Um, well, Geno Smith is active, but it's reported 34 seconds ago, so if you listen to me and you're still here, Drew Locke is expected to start tonight, although Geno Smith is active. There you go, folks. There you go. That's not good news for Seattle Seahawks right there. Um, actually, I think God Steve just said the Clippers because there's there's one more guy that I'd like to talk about in basketball, Rod, before I move on to UFC to finish off this lovely podcast. And that is what I'm going to call not the return, but the resurgence of the claw. Why Leonard. Leonard. He has been arguably a top five player in the NBA over these last two weeks. I mean, you, you pulling up his stats? Yeah, I'm going off a of fantasy. Go, go, yeah, go go through some of his game log. The, the the games he's been putting forth these last couple last few weeks have been have been vintage Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the key here is that Kawhi Leonard's actually playing as of right now. There's three minutes and 32 seconds left in the second quarter as they're playing against the Pacers. He has 17 points. Yeah, but I mean, okay. So Kawhi Leonard, how far do you want to go back? Go back, like his good dude. Just do his last like five games. His last five games. His last five games. Well, let's do his last 14 games because you said the last two weeks, right? Yeah. He's averaging 31 points, 5.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.3 steals. His numbers last five games. 36, 7, and 4 as in points, rebounds, and a 6. And assists, excuse me. 27, 8, and 2. 31, 4, and 3. 34, 6, and 5. 41, 5, and 5. I'm saying it. He is back. Oh yeah. If he can stay healthy. Oh yeah. And if he plays. And that's a big if. Yep. That's and big I mean he hasn't why. he hasn't sat out a game yet due to rest. He's been why? playing. Because he's not he's not allowed to this year. I mean they're allowed to, but there's only like a certain amount. Steve saying Reed's percentages. percentages. I'm I'm gonna guess they're probably pretty high. I don't know. I now I gotta actually go onto the fucking website because Steve is making me read his goddamn percent. Steve wants us to just flabber. You know, he wants us to just hear us talk all about the Clippers. My Clippers, my Clippers. You're a phony. You're a phony Clippers fans. For those that are the real Clippers fans, Stephen, I said it, and I will continue to say it. You're a wow. big fat wow, wow, phony. Wow, wow, Steve. I, I, Steve, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's got into him today. He's going at you. He's going at you hard. He's I'm going in a at you strong. I don't know what it is. I'm in a fucking mood. <coughs> um, I'm having a hard time pulling up his game by game. Okay, here we go. So against the Knicks, 75%, 56%, 79%, 58%, 61%. I mean, very good percentages, especially for uh, a non-big man, because another big man we are... Uh, they always have a pretty high field goal percentage because half their baskets are fucking dunks. Right. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, we, we got to give credit where credit's due with Kawhi Leonard. Um, but I think uh, for the time constraints we got here, Robert, let's go over this UFC and let's let our folks go for some Monday night football. Unfortunately, I think I liked a video of Bryce Mitchell seizing. That was scary. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start right off that bat. Bryce that. Mitchell was a guy that I think a lot of people had pegged as a future champion. Uh, of his weight class in the UFC. Uh, and he's now dropped two of his last three fights. This one, a pretty scary loss, being knocked unconscious by Josh Emmett, the veteran Josh Emmett. Uh, so bad that he literally, I don't think woke up for like five minutes, had a seizure afterwards. Yeah. Rob, I don't know if you want to play a Robbie. No. 
I think for everyone watching, you if you want to go see it, go see it yourself. It was uh, it was a pretty scary scene to be honest with you. Yeah, but, that uh, was a disturbing scene. Quite Josh nice. Emmett gets the victory via KO in that one. Uh, in the next fight, Robbie Paddy the Body Pimblet. Oh, Paddy the Body. He gets the victory against the vintage Tony Ferguson. Uh, I, did Tony anymore. Ferguson retire after this fight? I, no, I don't think I saw to. anything of it. No, from 2011 to 2019, Tony Ferguson, the one loss he sustained, obviously, was to Justin Gaethje. He was 15-0, and uh, 15-1, 11 finishes, 10 bonuses, a plus 296 strike uh, strike differential. And since that Justin Gaethje fight, he's 0-7, zero finishes, one bonus, minus 192 um, strike differential. And if you, if you remember watching that fight, Zach, against Gaethje, the dude's a psychopath, dude. Like he eventually yeah. basically like had to tap out because his face was killing him that hard. Like, he yeah, had to turn around, just be like, all right, I, like I'm done, I'm done. Like, uh, yeah, I can't take this anymore. Ever since that fight, his career has gone completely downhill. He's gone from looking like a legend to an easy opponent. At this point, I, I if he's not ready to retire, I think the UFC needs to part ways with him. I mean, it's, it's just it's not even. It's not even fun to watch him fight anymore. I think he's lost seven fights in a row now. Maybe Dana White had to step in for lost. Chuck Liddell, one of the all-time greats. I mean, you might have to step in here again. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you could put him against eyes. you could put him against the worst fighter in Bellator, and he's probably a minus one fifty. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so tough loss for Ferguson. Possibly the last time we see him in a UFC octagon. To be Sucks clear, though, to, say that- to be clear, if I saw Tony Ferguson in person, he would absolutely fucking rip us limb from limb. Just want to make sure. Well, Tony Ferguson would beat the fuck out of me. You and probably all the listeners listening in this podcast Inclu- at the same time, including Steve. Oh, especially Steve. Bam. Oh, you said especially. Uh Robbie, the next fight we got to talk about here. Um, I believe we are looking at the future future of the welterweight wow. division here in the UFC, and that is this Kazakhstanian Rakamanov. Boring. I mean, this guy, it's a but he's a the, the guy gets wins. God. He gets wins. This new style of grappling is so fucking boring, man, honestly. They're not even... Mo- like, they get him to where they... F- <laughs> all right, let's have a sports gay fight club then. I mean, this guy, this literally, Steve. he just hugs them all fucking long. It's so annoying, dude. I want to fight Zach first. Wow. All right, Steve. Don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> R- Rachmanov gets the victory against Wonderboy Thompson. With a submission in round two. Yeah, congratulations. You beat up a 40, 40 year old man. Congratulations. In Ian, the next Ian fight, Gary's Robbie. a pussy. Ian Gary's a pussy. Yeah, Ian Gary. I have pneumonia. But he would, still, he would still kick my ass. For sure. Any UFC fighter would beat the fuck out of you, Robbie. I just want to clarify in case they hear this. Like, I know. Even these next two gentlemen that are flyweights, they weigh about 135 pounds. Pantoja. Retains his belt, gets the unanimous decision victory against Royval. Um, I mean, not a very close fight in my opinion. The score goes 49-46, 50-45, 50-45 in favor of Pantoja. Excuse me. Honestly, Robbie, kind of a boring card if we're going to be real with each other. The, the, so the, the most exciting fight would have been the Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell. Every other fight after that. Well, I guess the, Tony, the Patty Pimp with Tony Ferguson wasn't, wasn't it was too good. bad It either. was good. It was good. As much as Tony was getting his ass kicked, it was good because there were yeah. some moments with him. Um, um, let's just talk the rest about the next shit, one. Michael, Chan- Michael Chandler, Jesus Christ. Colby Covington, Leon Edwards. Yeah. What and I got to play the clip. I got to play it. You know I have to play it. Play it. it. 
I got to find it here, but it must be played because it just goes to show that even when I, we're probably one of the very few that want to stand up for Colby Covington because, you know, he, he is putting on a show. He Sometimes went, you take it too far. He went too far here. And uh, here we go. Give us your thoughts on what this has been like dealing with Colby oh, and what goes. It. That's not it. Uh, here it is. Here it is. I got it now. So fucking stupid on Saturday night. I'm going to bring you to a pl- Don't buffer on me, you piece of shit. Place you never want to be. I'm going to bring you the seventh layer of hair. Hell. Okay. Seventh no, layer of hair. I'm going to the seventh layer of hell. We'll, we'll, we'll say what's up to your dad while we're there. So for those of you that want a little bit of a background on this, Leon Edwards' father was uh, actually the victim of a murder, um, which obviously would never be easy for anyone to deal with. So the fact that uh, you, I understand it's a fight. You're trying to sell pay-per-views. But in my opinion, there should be rules, man. You should keep families and shit out of it. You want to hear him it, triple that, down on what he said? Do you want to hear him triple down on it? Sure. Oh. Leon mentioned in the cage how your comments at the press conference really sort of emotionally hurt him and he struggled with that and the death of his father still weighs on him heavy. You maybe regret those comments and think, actually, okay, that was one time I maybe did go a little bit too far. Not at all. Why would I have sympathy for a sex trafficker, someone who's impacted and hurt a lot of people's lives? The truth always stings the worst in the world, so no, I don't feel bad about that at all. Let's talk about all the victims that he left behind that are surviving of the trauma and the turmoil that he put these people's lives through, so why would I feel bad for a criminal? Okay, okay, you don't feel bad for the father, but Leon is a well-rounded man, hasn't done anything wrong outside of the octagon. Can you imagine how, like, he looks at, like, if that is to be true about his father with sex trap? Yep. How much better of a man Leon Edwards is. And, like, at the end of the day, you're still going to love your father at the end of the day because there is no you without your father. No, I agree with you, and uh, I I think just it might just bringing shit like that up. If, if that just goes to me, if, if I see shit like that, I I automatically just assume that this guy is just a he's just not a good shit talker. Because if you're gonna boil down that that just means you have nothing, you don't have any fucking ammo, so you just gotta dig deep down in the trenches and pull this shit up. Here's what a UFC middleweight champion and psychopath Sean Strickland had to say about Kobe Covington's comments. And him making fun of uh, Leon's dad. That is the biggest fucking cunt move you can do. That is the biggest cunt move to do. Leon's mom. Leon's mom. Dad, bad guy, good guy, doesn't fucking matter. He raised the boy. She raised the boy to be a fucking man, to win a title, to be a good man. And a real fucking American would, would applaud him for that. They wouldn't tear him down for that. So just so you know, Colby is a fake fucking pussy. And if he was standing here right next, to me, the only fucking thing he would do is call 911 because he is the definition of a fucking bitch. And if you don't understand the reference to that, Colby and Jorge Masvidal met up at a club. Jorge was going to kick his ass, and Colby called the police on Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, he's a fucking pussy. He's a fake pussy because you. This is not the real Colby Covington off off camera. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, and he, you know what? He did. He did no favors for himself in that fight, Robbie. And I love it too. I love it too. Leading up to that event, it was always cheers for Colby Covington, boos for Leon Edwards, and then after the fight, cheers for Edwards, boos for Mr. Covington in his home country, America, the country he called the greatest country on earth. They don't even support you, you fucking idiot. Let me see if I can find the booze. 
And also, Robbie, I feel like we really quick get to mention that Sean Strickland fucking going ham on the PCs in the audience. Here we go. God bless everybody for coming out. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all for the hey. You're all a bunch of broke bitches anyways. Fuck you. You fucking <laughs> pussy. Yeah, the Sean Strickland incident. I mean, how stupid could fucking Dana White be? How do you have to contend her yeah. two rows away in the same section? And if you saw, Debrius continued to talk shit. And Sean yeah. Strickland, the psycho that he is, had the, had the common sense to see Gilbert Burns' kids, but excuse me, excuse me, yeah. and then proceed to kick his ass. Well, that's right. I think, I, I think it was John Mahal Hill that was sitting there right too, and he fucking bear-hugged Gilbert Burns' kids and wife and just like kind of popped the 180 on them to get them away from it all. But crazy, crazy scenes. Uh, but, Robbie, it's 814. What do you say we wrap this puppy up? You got any uh, closing remarks? Uh. Colby Covington, you're a pussy ass bitch, but you would still kick my you would still kick my ass. That's all. Uh, I before we go, actually, the one thing I wanted to say about this, I was also a little bit disappointed, in Leon Edwards, because he should have ripped his fucking face off. I think he, you know, he, he played it obviously. He played a game plan. He followed his game plan. Got the title to them, but that's a fight where you go out and you fucking finish that guy and you fucking finish him hard. Pause. Major pause. But, yeah, you're right, Zachary. And with that, folks, Monday Night Football is nearly underway. We're going to be back here live 6.30 on Thursday. Tune in for the Christmas episode of the Sports Cave. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, if you don't celebrate Christmas or happy holidays in general. With that, Zachary, it is time to take us on out to Monday Night Football. Seattle Hawks, please contain Jalen Hurts. That's it, folks. That's another edition of the Sports Cave. Like Robbie said, we will have a special... I don't say no happy holidays. We will have a special Merry Christmas episode here on the Sportscape come Thursday night. But there's only one thing left to say, boys and girls. Stay sexy Sportscape.